Super good. Uh. your man King Smoke and you're now tuned into the Super Good the podcast. We are here again Super with my fam. So like we always do, we're going to let everybody introduce themselves one time for the family. What's good, y'all? Y'all already know it's your boy Kevin Lamar. Hey, y'all. Y'all already know it's your girl, Dan. But <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, man. Excited to be back in the thing. You know what I'm saying? Doing what we always do, talking shit, bringing, bringing life to all these topics. But before we get into the seriousness of everything, I wanted to have a, you know, a little icebreaker. My man, Kevin Lamar, got a B-Day on the way. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Another year, another year of wisdom coming in. So what I wanted to know from everybody tonight is, as we've gotten older, or you've gotten older, right? You know, shit change when you climb that ladder. So what is it that you've noticed about yourself as you got to know that it might be different, might feel different, feel a little awkward? Or, like, Kev, you got a BA coming up. What is it that you anticipate might feel a little different when that when you hit that in that, that new that new year? Um, all right, something that changed over the years. Uh, funny, maybe funny. Uh, my head got bigger. Like, everybody, you know, I'm bald-headed now, so it's like, the nigga head got bigger. I'm like, I went into the store like the other day and I was trying to fit it. So I'm like, bro, I used to wear a seven and three eighths. And like a nigga with like a seven and like one fourth now or some shit. Like a seven and a half. Like, I'm like, nigga, my head got big. So that's something. And then, well, since I'm about to turn 30 on Monday. 30? 30? Uh, 30? 30? Yeah. Um, I'm not really anticipating nothing really to change, I guess. Um, just looking forward to another year. You know, I'm grateful for that. Um, just uh, another year of uh, growth, maturity. Um, but also, uh, I'm taking my 30th birthday into – I'm changing up a lot of things. Hopefully, uh, you know, the way I eat. I carry myself. Um, so I'm getting back into the gym after my surgery. So those things I'm looking forward to. Okay. Okay. Respect. Respect to the dirty 30. Welcome. Well, well we won't pause on yeah. the welcome, but get you in the club. <laughs> yeah. 
What about you, Day? Anything got, different yet? I got a little ways before I hit 30. So we got some old ass niggas. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> but um, something that's changed, I feel like everything is changing. Everything is changing. My hips hurt. I feel like I can feel when the rain about to come and shit because my damn knees be hurt. <laughs> like, I want to be in bed. I don't want to go nowhere. I just want to be in the house. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm turning into this old lady. I'm out here, like, worrying about my garden, bruh. I'm going outside in the middle <laughs> I of the when I should be working and I'm pulling weeds. Who does that? Like, who does that? Old niggas. So, Home I don't know. I know we were talking yeah. about <laughs> changing with our Home bodies, owners, but, like, bro. I feel like it's so much changing. Um, Yeah. I feel like I'm getting old. That's a but that's a level up that you're you're a homeowner now. So shit that didn't used to matter, that shit matter. Like your presentation of your space, that's some G shit. So that's some that's a, that's a level up. Take me back to when I didn't care. <laughs> like niggas real live be like looking forward to cutting their grass. Like, okay. Man, I'm gonna cut my grass today. Like, yeah, man, that's that's a level up though. But um, but yeah, so I'm I'm in the 30 club, you know. It feels amazing. Turning 30 was wonderful. It was a different regime. But now that I'm in it, <clears throat> shit, shit didn't change. So um, I love drinking coffee. <laughs> but somewhere along the lines after I hit 30, I can't drink it and not take a shit right away. Oh, that should be I can through you. never I can. drink it and not take a shit. I, I think it. I think that happened to everybody, bro. It's that coffee shit. That's all it but is. But what are you putting in your coffee? Are you putting like cream? It just be yeah, but I can take a shit off of iced coffee. Oh, okay. It don't even good. matter the brand, whether it's creamer. No, I think- I think it's the dairy that's in the. No, I think it's something in the coffee that also makes you poop. Maybe it gotta be. And it's I, something I that, got it's a, a big dose. I don't think you. you we're only even think we're like we're we're not the only people that do it. I legit I like, think everybody pretty much have those fucking coffee poops and shit. Mm-hmm. Bro, I didn't used to have them before now, and now it's inevitable. So I feel like some something's off. I don't mind it, you know what I'm saying? But now my bowels is real regular. We on a system, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was never that system type shitter. But now, respect to my grandfather, rest in peace. I understand why he was in the bathroom every day around four o'clock. Shit just hit different. You know when it's coming, you prepare yourself for it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta take that that nice, that nice shit at the right appropriate time. And that's what I'm getting to. So every day for about a good 30, 35 minutes, I can go ahead and take a take a visit to the office. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, if I drink coffee now, it's 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 going down. So you know, don't don't help me get to work on time, but um, I don't have shitty draws, so I guess I gotta appreciate that too. <laughs> but you know, happy early birthday, my man. Um, we'll we'll hold off on the official welcome to the club, but I'm trying to tell you, it's gonna feel it's gonna feel so good. It's such a it's such a it's such a level up. Like I ain't, I ain't anticipated being that much of a level up, but I don't know. Something about thirty was different, so. We we'll had to check back in after the B day and see what's how you feeling about you know that that new turn of the page, that new turn of the age. 
right. <laughs> I respect hey. that. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. So as we transition um, from a lighter note to a little bit more severe, I mean, unfortunately, you know, we we gotta we gotta address what goes on in the world and in our community, and it, and it tends to continue to happen. Um, so you know, we gotta take it a little more serious at the moment, but. First, we want to get into this this TV series. Uh, what was it on Amazon Prime called Them, right? And it's built around a lot of stuff. So I just started watching. I'm a little behind my comrades here. So y'all give us the the synopsis of it. You know what what it is that's so interesting about it, um, and then we can go from there. Um, I'll kind of pop off. Um, it's kind of. I don't know what it's like the seven sixties, the fifties or the sixties or whatever. Uh, pretty much black couple couple moves from the south to the west coast to Compton when Compton was primarily well majority white, and basically it's just like a um, what want to say, uh, kind of like a a scary creepy southern i mean like a, a racist move t- type of tv show and you know they seeing all types of weird things white people acting like white people would normally act well even now so um so far that's what i got i mean we are we are in like episode five though and overall they're seeing like weird stuff the husband the wife uh the daughter starting to see some weird shit like so it's kind of weird to me but it's kind of interesting to see to see how this is being portrayed in like type of horror or what is it a a suspense type of uh, view of it or thriller is it like scary and thriller like totally different I didn't read the, you know, the bio. So yeah. I don't know if they call it horror, thriller, suspense. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it, like, I really don't know how to explain how I feel about this movie other than to say that it's triggering. Like, okay. I, like, I don't know if I should say, oh, this is a good movie. You should watch it. It's just one of those, like, like, I think... I think, like, I can say the movie is good just based on how, like, the characters are playing their role. Okay. But as far as saying, like, you know how we talk about, like, different, maybe different shows or movies, we'll say, oh, Legendary was good, you gotta go watch it. Like, I I wouldn't say that. I would just say, like, if you want to look at it, then watch it. Like, it's just, it's triggering, I think. Like, it's, it's a mm-hmm. lot about it that is, like, you really have to be, like, if you're one of those people that watch things or hear things, see things, and you, like, really, really, really internalize it and, like, it fucks up your whole life, your day, your mood, I don't recommend it. Just because I feel like it's a lot of things, especially in the kind of time or atmosphere we're in now where we we're seeing a lot of different things and a lot of um, racism still happening 
um it's like i said it's triggering i feel like it's it's just one of those movies that you don't want to watch again like fruitvale station for me that's something mm-hmm. i've seen that once i'm not watching that again the central was it central park five when they see like us i would not watch that again I can't. So it's like one of those movies that you're going to see it just so you can be informed. And like, right. I feel like it's some education within it as well. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, once I see it, I'm not about to sit there and look at it again because, like I said, it's triggering. But to kind of go off what Kevin was saying about, like, do y'all care if I share stuff about the show? Because I know you're not all the way called uh... up. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm probably still going to watch it anyway since I already started, so go ahead. Okay, so I, I think when he was talking about, um, like, the scariness um, of the, the show and how they're, like, seeing things, so I think, like, the creator or the director of this show kind of, like, portrayed their consciousness or their, con- what is it, their conscience? Yeah. As demons, or like, like he, or he or she tried to make it like, I don't know, do y'all get what I'm trying to say? I get what you're saying. I, I guess it's like more like, I feel like the father. Like, like more like the father, like, like the father. It's not like they're, oh, just seeing random ghosts. It's more so like their conscience is their ghosts. Like, okay, so okay. the little girl, the little girl is like reading a book. What, what's the lady named Vera or whatever? Yeah. So she keeps seeing this lady because it's like her conscience is that she really, really wants to be as smart as this lady that she's reading about in the book. And then like okay. for the, the older black girl, the Lee, I think is her name. Um, her conscience is, I think she wants to be a white girl. So she's like seeing this white girl, but the white girl is not there. Right. That makes sense to me because so that that part of the episode, I don't know which one and I won't say which one just in case somebody listening like, fuck you, I want to watch it. Um, <laughs> when she, she was in the closet and the janitor yeah. opened the door and I was like, where the fuck the white girl go? And right. then I was like, oh, the bitch not even real. So yeah. that makes sense. I, I didn't anticipate it. I mean, I didn't anticipate it. I didn't see it the way you're explaining it. I saw it differently, but that, it makes sense to me that that that's what is, I guess, being done. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, honestly, when I started, I was trying to figure it out too. I'm like, bro, like, what, like, how is this, like, where is this coming from? Like, how is this making sense? And then, yeah, so. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's like with the dad. It's like he's seeing the, uh, the blackface. And, you know, it's like a white man betraying to be a black man. And I guess that's like what he, like, I guess that's what he, like, internally, that's how he's, like, feeling that he has to be. It's like he's a for the white man because he's black, yet he's an engineer making all this money in that field of just straight Hmm. white men. Yeah. Moving Hmm. his family to this nice-ass neighborhood, so right. he feels like he's, like, a puppet for the white man. Right, and then, it, like, the part when the, the little band was playing, and then the, the black face was, like, like grunting with his teeth out and stuff like that, it's, like, more like, you know, it's, like, kind of like that black man want to come out, and I guess that's how he came and got that confidence of walking up to the CEO, whatever that the dude named 
was and introduced herself because I think if he would have never did that, they would never knew that he was one of the people to be a part of the little right. Pentagon project. So, so it's a massive. Yeah. So, see, so but, how I had saw it like that makes a lot of sense. So I saw it. Well, yes. So last night when I was watching it, I thought that they were portraying the black family's trauma as like that subconscious horror because like they were they were referencing the son and the son baby you know not being there anymore whatever so i'm thinking like i was thinking like they've ta- they've taken this family's trauma and made it evil or something to that effect that's how i was taking it cuz i know like he was in the war and he was speaking about like everything that he you know was put through um and you know, so even like that whole incident, where he can't eat fruitcake and all that type stuff. So I thought it was like, okay, we're taking these these this family's trauma and making that the ugly, I guess, like the ugly truth of it, I guess. Um, but I can understand it being like their inner consciousness, like almost like the devil on their shoulder kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, speaking to them in moments in which. I guess whatever it is that they are displaying isn't how they truly, truly want to act. Right. So that's that makes it more interesting now that I think about it like that. I think it's it's a lot of different ways that you can interpret it because it's like it's so much going on. Like it's it's crazy. It's just a lot going on. You can just like I said, have different perspectives, or it may mean something like differently to each right. to each individual um but yeah it was it's it's mm, woo. yeah i was like it's yeah. a- when the joint first started first of all with that white fucking lady i was like bruh no right. do i want to keep watching this <laughs> yeah it's definitely like when i first was seeing it and seeing the different, you know, parts of the scenes and stuff, it was giving me us vibes. Mm-hmm. So I never but seen then, us. So they said, so isn't them a spinoff of us? That's that's why I heard. I mean, it gives it gives that vibe. It definitely gives like the us vibes. It's different though to me, um, because I feel like it's more of a serious element to it i guess than us was the, the way i interpreted us like i didn't i didn't us didn't give me like really really serious even though i think i know it was meant to be um mm-hmm. to a certain extent i feel like this is giving like a little bit more of a serious vibe um than us did but it's definitely giving me us vibes so and us was pretty good and don't get me wrong but it's I don't know. I'm interested. So I'm interested to continue watching it to see if there's like an aha to like where it all kind of makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I figure that's coming like in the finale or something like that. Um, so I'm definitely I mean, most likely, to watch it. Like most likely I kind of got an idea how things will end because just watching different shows over the year. But I ain't going to say it. Well, I don't really know how it's going to end. I'm like <laughs> interested in finishing it and seeing how things are going to end but I like for me it was kind of 
like I say, I don't want to say interesting, but I was like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very like attentive or tuned in to it because like just comparing things to that movie to like now and the times that we live in and how they're still like obviously racist people out here and just trying to like even though it's a show just trying to really understand or I don't even want to say the word word understand because I don't understand it but just trying to see that like certain white people's perspective on how they feel like like in that show like this is my neighborhood mm-hmm. like bitch where yeah. like how's this your neighborhood <laughs> mm-hmm. like in the fact that like she was putting all her energy into like you don't have a job a house to clean some flowers to fucking plant like you're literally putting all your energy into traumatize this family and i don't know it was just like like it, it, like the, <laughs> with the with the with the white people it's just like how they went back and was like telling them how the soldiers came back from war that's how the whole uh veteran affairs started with the home loans the student the gi bills like going to school stuff like that and you know how they were sitting at the table and they were discussing like oh how we're gonna uh make I don't money think he got that for you oh. No, nah, not yet. <laughs> Basically, they was kind of sort of talking about redlining. Like, all right, we got all the black people in this area, all the black people in this area. Okay, how are we gonna get some type of, you know, get some black people in these predominantly white areas? Oh, let's bump up the interest rate to twenty percent. Basically, shit they they was really doing to screw us over, and to you know make money off of us because it was like more of like oh if they can't pay their mortgage then that's a win for us and then you know if they end up paying their house off that's a win for us too so it was kind of basically what it is now well not what it is now but what we had to deal with you know back in the Jim Crow era so that's something I was taken from it and then some other stuff too, but I'm gonna let you catch up before we talk about yeah. that. So far what I <clears throat> what I was taking from it, other other things that it made me think about rather. So um like I thought about gentrification. Um I don't remember which episode, but it made me think about gentrification in, in reverse. And I literally was having this conversation about something along those these lines with my one of my students the other day but she essentially she didn't understand you know she's a young teenager in today's society very very uh naive and very protected you know what I mean from where her family has exposed her to like the truths of what we go through but she was kind of naive to the point of like why the system is the way it is in this country as far as opportunities for, for Blacks, you know, everything like that. So we had talked about gentrification because she was saying she felt it was unfair, you know, how pretty much they come in and, you know, improve these areas or whatever, whatever, but it's not for the people that's in those areas. So that episode made me think about it because that's essentially what 
they were acting as or on, but in reverse, right? So yeah. they was they were predicting that negative things would happen before they even happened, right? right. So the presence of these black people are going to bring down the market. And truly, you never got to see it happen. You know what I'm saying? It was just, that's what they were saying because, again, they were so entitled to that street or that block being their block or their street. Um, mm -hmm. So then, they, you just made me think about it when you were saying, like, where do you, where is this, like, your neighborhood? So I feel like that was the birth of white privilege. Mm -hmm. Like, the shit that she worked herself up to do. And I feel like because she had nothing else in her life, um, you know what I mean? Like she was the ring leader of it. Like the men were taught, they would talk shit, but they knew the repercussions of those actions. You know what I'm right. saying? So that's why they, they would talk a good game, but when it come to come to acting on it, they wasn't about that shit. She didn't care or didn't know the truth of it. She thought that anything that she said, was was spoken word. So even when she called about her branding the gun in the in the yard, and he was like, "Well, what happens when I get in the house?" And she was like, "That doesn't make me feel safer." Like, bitch. Well, he's right though. What happened when she went back in the house? So it made me think about gentrification and how the mindset is the issue, not the actual actions, right? Because you have to allow allow it to be truthful before you already anticipated that's going to be what it's going to be. And then it made me think about white privilege and how white women are the leaders of it. <laughs> and I, I thought about that because I'm like, okay, you kind of got a point there. Because if you look at it, white men, even back in slavery time, even though it's sick as fuck, white men always had an attraction to black women. Yeah. So there was always a certain level of dismay that they would display to black women. They would always disrespect them and do what they did. And they would totally disrespect the man. But it was always like a barrier that they weren't willing to go so, so far. White women, however, didn't have that. Everything was about anything that's going to further lessen my value. I don't want it. And so I felt like that was important. And I don't know if this comes up later. So I had to keep watching. But I felt like watching her pretty much birth everything and heighten everything to make it worse than what it was was this the fact that white women have kind of invented a little bit white privilege um and if you look at it in translation to like what we see today or even what we've seen in the history not too long after those years where you know we have situations where a white woman would say a black man looked at her and get that man killed um, mm -hmm. a, black, a white woman would say that a, a group of college athletes raped her and get them thrown in jail and find out that she was lying. So it made me think about the times in which we see white women accuse black men of stuff or black people of stuff and their word is taken as gospel. And I feel like it had to have started somewhere. And this is giving me like an element of damn, this could have been where all that shit started or something along those lines. So. Um, definitely a very, very interesting concept to, like you said, process what could have been and what probably was going on back in the 60s and how it's resurfaced mm -hmm. itself in so many different ways. Now we're in the fucking 2021. So. Yeah, I mean, because because with the whole gentrification reverse, it was like, all right, this black man got money. He got he can afford to live in this neighborhood like, you know, and 
they didn't like the fact that, you know. Yeah, I feel a, like it's a, a little different. What you mean? Because I feel like now, when we see it, we see, okay, kick the black people out, build it up nice, bring in the white people because they can afford this. Where back then, in, at least, I'm not going to say back then, but in the show, it was just like, we're going to give this house to whoever can afford it. Right. Not so much of kick the white people out and then, you know, make the neighborhood trash, then bring the black people in. Right. And and that's what, so that, that's what it made me think about where gentrification probably, and again, I could be wrong, but based off the show, right? So based off the show, gentrification probably wasn't designed to be what we know it as today, but because people in those neighborhoods took on that mindset, that's what it built itself up to. Because even in the show, there was no proof of any of that, but what happened when they thought it was going to be true? Niggas got to packing up and moving. So you look at it in that regard and it's like, they've, they've lessened the value already because they're anticipating something's going to happen. So I feel like even if gentrification was meant to be a positive thing, people deterred it or made it ugly because of the mindset that they went into it with because they were so resistant to something that they didn't know being a part of their neighborhood. Yeah. So that's what, that's what it made me kind of look at it like that. And I think, I think that's how people think now about gentrification. Oh, they building this stuff out to push us out. Like, nah, like they look, I look at it as like this, right? Why would we allow for an area to be so run down and, you know, whatever the case may be and take the opportunity to build it up make it nice again so that we can bring revenue back into the area. Like people don't look at it like that. People look at it like, oh, they just trying to push black people out. Like, nah, if if the black people in that area, for instance, very farms, if people black people were for real and like understood the situation, then they'll get their shit together and be like, all right, well, they ain't gonna push me out because I'm gonna get my, you know, do whatever I gotta take to get my situation better for me to say where I, you know, basically grew up in, even if it get nice or not, this is my neighborhood, but I don't know. Yeah, I, some of those instances in real life, I feel like that's that's could be a possibility, but then in other ones, I feel like it's businessmen taking advantage of a good opportunity to not spend a lot of money, but make a lot of money. So, right. like, when you invest in an area, like you said, that's run down or whatever, resources are lessened or whatever, it's cheaper to invest in that to build it up. But once you build it up, you're going to turn it into a gold mine and you're going to make so much more money off of it. So, in some instances, I feel like, again, but that's the way our country has been built. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, I don't know how I feel about it truly now that I'm starting to kind of look at stuff a little different. Um but definitely that show made me think about it made it just triggered gentrification for me. Um, yeah. but I saw it in reverse in that element because it was like, like you said, here is a here is a person, let's not even look at race yet, but here's a person who fits the same status as you. But because you know or you have this mindset of all black people, you think that they are they aren't on your level when truly. He is, you know, because even when I think she said, how could they afford a house that cost this much? Bitch, you don't know what this man could do. 
Right. You don't and know, you don't know that, none of that. And I think the the men in the neighborhood was kind of like jealous at the fact that he was an engineer where a lot of them were like, I guess like, I think one of the dudes was like a factory worker or something like that. Yeah, so, something low level. Yeah. But to be honest, I felt like I, I felt like some of the men were like, yeah, they were racist, obviously, but I feel like some of them were like not like I feel like they it, it's a possibility that they would have been open to the change. Cause right. I feel like like the, the 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 main lady that's like trying to do too fucking much. Betty. Her husband. Oh, yeah, Betty. Damn. Her husband was like what the shit. Yeah, like he didn't really want to <laughs> do that shit that he did to their house. I don't know if you got to that part, so I ain't gonna say nothing. But he didn't really want to do that to their house. He didn't, he didn't want to speak at that meeting or whatever like that, which is why he didn't show up. Like, he was trying to tell her to chill out and relax. But, like, I feel like it's the pressure that, like, that community. So I'm going to say, like, I'm speaking at the white community. But it's that pressure that your community puts on you. And you feel like you got to conform to it or they're going to, like, change on you or make you out to be the bad person just like you know when the that one neighbor was packing up to leave you know she put sugar in their tank because she was mad at the fact that they was moving out and able to sell their house and move on to better things so it's like she wasn't going in trying to do all these things to black neighbors that moved into the neighborhood so the lady was like like, the fuck is you doing? What you got? Other things to do? So, I don't know. I just feel like it's an example of how when white people try to help black people, they own white people will turn on them for trying to help us. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a heavy presence of that. And I'm, it just made me think, like I said, I'm, I'm interested to continue to watch it. Um, well, I'm trying to think, like, as you just, why did she fight so hard? Why is she fighting so hard? Because to keep this I, this way. And then, think, like, shit. I recall the scene. This bitch father disgusting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He foul. <laughs> so, my man, my man foul. He was like, you need to go over and clean off and. Uh, yeah, so I, it's I'm like thinking, she don't have it to do better. Yeah, but like she, she, she dealing with her own trauma, bro. Like, but if you notice, y'all, think about the world we live in today, right? right. Sometimes it be like, and excuse me, I hope I don't offend nobody, but sometimes it be like the white trash that be trying to like go the hardest. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. I expect the rich bougie ass people to be like hard mm-hmm. Trump followers, right? And they don't even be Trump. Followers. But it's like the white trash people that be Trump followers. Like how? Yeah. What is he really doing for you? You know how? Pushing your racial agenda. Man, right? listen. Let me let me say this because <clears throat> I'm gonna say because with my part time job, I get to be in areas that's predominantly white and where pretty much where the money at, and like either DC and Virginia, primarily, yeah. And I, I'm thinking all day I was I was gonna see Trump signs, all that you know before the election. But 
believe it or not, these people living in these big mansions, multi-million dollar houses, had Biden signs out front of their house. And I'm like, bro, you know, just to piggyback off of what they said, like, it do legit, like, I pass this house every morning to go to work. This house has, like, 18 cars in the front yard. Like, it just looked like a rundown house. But they have a trunk and pen sign sitting out front of the house to this day. Like, it's... I think... And again, I'm not, I'm not always the most, I'm educated to an extent. Like I know, I know some shit. I ain't, I know everything, but I I feel like, and I'm, and so I'm, I'm still related to the show. Right. So it is that way because they don't have an opportunity or they don't have the means to level up. Like her best friend, who wasn't really fighting the shit, like whether they're racist or not, which I think they were, they have they have it to level up. You know what I'm saying? And they're, whatever it is that they're going to transition on to, it's better than having to stay here and deal with, you know what I'm saying, the, what, what we don't want to deal with. Yeah. So her, however, she can't. Like she had to go back to a traumatic environment to basically beg for money to be able to move. Cause that's what she went back there to ask the father for. So it's like, why is she going so hard? Because with her little life and her little husband and his little job, this is all she can do. And if, if we as African-Americans are going to level up and start to now cross the threshold into her world, she's going to have to fight to defend it because where is she going to go? She can't move. So she'll be the only bitch left on the block with all the with all the brothers come moving in, and then her friends gonna be like, "Well, why didn't you move when we left?" And she gonna be like, "Bitch, I can't." Fuck. I so it's like that's why they go the hardest because what what else do they have? They can't. They can't. They're not educated enough to go further. They're not intellectual enough to do anything. You know what I mean? So it's like they they rely solely on that racist intent or that racial agenda. Because that's the only thing that they can push. Is nothing else to push when we are, you know, you know us. We don't trip off that shit. Like we're trying to get that back and progress and move forward. Exactly what he was trying to do on the show: provide better for his family. Then they keep having to run away from, you know, city to city or the, the, the issues of the south. So people who have that mindset tend to not fall so much into the racial agenda. But for those who don't have any pot to piss in. Um, they get stuck into that, and that's the only thing they have to defend. So I feel like that's a big part of why, like you said, you go in the rich neighborhoods or the nicer neighborhoods. I won't say rich necessarily, but wealthier, and those people aren't worried about this racial agenda. They they supporting what, what works for everybody. But in yeah. these rundown spots where you know it's eighteen trailers and you know what I'm saying, Billy Bob got you know what I'm saying that type shit. They the ones that's pushing that that agenda. So it's like to me, I, I think it has a lot to do with opportunity. Or, or um, the wherewithal to be able to provide at a different level than what you currently have. Yeah. So, but yeah, thank y'all for introducing me to it. Again, I'm a <laughs> follower. I'm still trying to like figure it out how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's interesting enough that I'm gonna keep watching it. Um, and shout out to to Lil, was it Melody Heard? Fred Heard as well. So Fred that was Lord. definitely. Dope. I, I've been, you know, seeing that they've been. I think it's both daughters, right? He has two daughters. Yeah, that do the acting. Yep. 
Both of them. So that's pretty huge, man. Right here in the hometown of DMV, Prince George's County. Um, so that's big. And she then she's she's funny. Like her 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 uh her character is funny to me. Um when she be snapping on folks. I think that's hilarious. So shout out to them and everything that they're doing and much more success coming coming to them. Um so with that, you know, we get different elements of racial agenda and racial racial situations. So obviously, um, was that Tuesday? Tuesday afternoon, we got the verdict of um, the George Floyd murder and Derek Chauvin, Shaven, however you say his name. Chauvin. Chauvin uh, was uh, convicted on all three counts. So just kind of want to check in and see how you feel about the verdict. What was your thoughts? What was your emotions um, when they announced that verdict Tuesday afternoon? Um. I must say my, I didn't have no emotions about it. I think it was the right thing because it was like, uh, after all the evidence started coming out, the witnesses and stuff like that, it was just like, it's a no brainer. You know what I mean? Like you, so at first we all thought it was seven minutes. Come to find out, bro, it was almost 10 minutes that he was on George Floyd's net. So that kind of sealed the deal for me. I was like, it's nothing else you could really do. Uh, and then also, you know, with with him and his coworkers uh, denying um, the EMT uh, permission to assist with, like, medical um, stuff like that. And they even had, like, a, a mixed uh, a MMA fighter who was out there that said, like, yo, like, what he was doing, that's like, people can like die like that. Like, cause he said, oh, you know, it's similar to like a chokehold. So um, all in all, um, I think it was the right thing, the right, you know, verdict. Um, but, you know, it's not over yet. You know, he still got to get a sentence, uh, which is kind of the, um, I want to say the unknown part of it. You never know because he can, he could face up to 40 years, but we never know. He probably only get 10, something like that. You never know, but we'll see. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I think um, I agree with most of what Kev said. Like, I think, um, I, like, I don't, I want to choose my my words wisely because I don't want to say I'm happy about the situation because unfortunately somebody lost their life to this man. Right. But I think um, he, well, I don't think he got what he deserved per se, but I think that being guilty on all charges was the right verdict. And I feel like I know we're all excited, you know, you know, guilty on all charges, but like Kev said, we gotta wait <laughs> for this, um, his actual sentence. Because like you said, who knows? I think with all of the evidence though, I, I would hope that no judge would sentence him to 10 years. I would hope if you're guilty on all three, I feel like you should get the maximum. But then again, you just never know with the system. So okay. um, I just know like a lot of people, including myself, 
were like either tweeting or posting things on social media about accountability because a lot of people were saying like you know justice 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 but it's like no this is not justice it's accountability right i think justice is you know this situation not happening because you're african-american mm-hmm. right um so we'll see I, I think it is a step in the right direction i think if you know, officers are starting to see this, then maybe some minds and hearts will change um, before they start acting so quickly. But we'll see. Yeah, I um, I couldn't watch it. So, because my energy towards it was very questionable. Because, you know, if you recall, like before the verdict came in or got announced, like everything that was being put out was like prepare for the worst. Like there was warnings like, you know, businesses were prepared to shut down. Um, You know what I mean? Like everything was suggesting that we weren't going to get this verdict. Everything was kind of the energy behind it was very like, we sorry, we're going to disappoint y'all again, but be ready to be disappointed again. So I was like, I couldn't watch it. Like, for the simple fact, like, Instacart sent a message out, like, just letting it be known that they don't, that they don't support, you know, like, anti-hate stuff, like, all that shit. So I'm like, what the fuck do Instacart know that we don't know? So I just couldn't watch it because I was like, I can't bear to watch a not guilty verdict come out these people's mouth. So, um like I, when I got notice of that the verdict was in and that it was announced, I was actually, to be honest, I was shocked um, because I didn't anticipate that that would, would, would happen. Like we're, I'm so accustomed to people getting charged, right? And and we we get excited about them getting charged. Like, oh yeah, they charged them, blah blah, and then not guilty. Uh, or or you know they get charged, but motherfucker got charged for shooting at a wall, but not killing Breonna Taylor. So um, I I was kind of shocked. Um, but it, it turned to relief because it was like, maybe we are finally starting to make change. Maybe we are finally starting to, to open these, the ignorance eyes to what, what we talk about or what, what we're, what we're uh, living through on a day-to-day basis. So, um, but, so I went from shock to relief, to worry for the, the very reasons you guys just said. Convicted don't mean shit until we get sentenced. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was watching Stephen A. Smith and he was just saying how, you know, it's really up to this judge to determine how, how I won't say how good, because like they said, there's nothing good about it per se, um, but it's up to this judge to determine how great of a moment this could be in the, in the turn of tides. So, you know, um, Stephen A. was just alluding to the fact that like, he could get sentenced to a, a maximum of 20 years. And in Minnesota, if you're a first time offender, he was historically, you only have to serve two thirds of your sentence. So he was just basically like, dude could be out of jail within the next decade. And how is that really justice at all? You know what I'm saying? So again, those are kind of like the three states of emotion or, or reaction I went through. Um, when the when the when everything kind of came out, um, but I agree with you, Day. I don't I don't feel like it's justice. I, I feel like it's accountability, though, um, and I think that's 
just as important um, in all honesty, especially when we're talking about situations that involve police officers, because this whole idea of automatic immunity, I feel like it's a crock of shit. Yeah. So it's like if, if they could get automatic immunity, then every fucking citizen in America could get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? To, to pretty much absolve somebody of their actions, their fatal actions at that, because they have a badge, like that don't make sense to me. So I feel like if this is the, the turn of the tide of kind of eliminating that, that automatic go-to, um, then it, it's a step in the right direction. But again, for this one case in particular, um, the sentencing will say how much of a win it really was. Yeah. Um, and we have to, again, continue to do what we've been doing. We can't be relief, relieved. We can't be happy. Um, we have to continue to keep the pressure up as far as everything that we're trying to change in, in um, living in the playing field for minorities and African-Americans um, in this country. Okay. Um, to piggyback off of what y'all said about accountability, uh, something was said about how something about the police reform, about instead of like, you know, people saying defund the police, it was like, how about we start making these police officers um, pay for what they be doing? Like, say like, like, um, um, like the lady that, oh, we'll get to that next topic. Uh, the George Floyd case, you know, you know, he killed him and stuff like that. You know, even just, I'm just saying, even if he, if it's so say if he didn't get charged, right. But he still got in trouble some type of way, such as, um, you know, how some people have um, retirement pensions and stuff like that. If you have certain amount of uh, marks on your record, for being a police, that's money taken away from your retirement. And I think that made me think like, you know, that would be good. Like, you know, you got people out here, you know, you know, uh, beating up, you know, police officers beating up people, et cetera, et cetera. Like you're in trouble for it. Like that should be money deducted from your, your checks, like stuff like that. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm not with the defund police because at the end of the day, we still need police. Like, like nah. But the accountability got to be carried on. So, yeah, that's a that's a definite man. Like, it's different. Again, it's different procedures. It's different ideas that again we can continue to throw out and, and see what, what works or what sticks or what makes logistical sense or the most sense. But I mean, that's something to consider. Um, because at the end of the day, I feel like for, for any working person, that's the bottom line, you know what I'm saying? To be able to retire knowing that you're, you're covered. Right. So, you know, if, if I don't know how many instances it takes, especially in these type instances, like I think it's one and fucking done, but um, something that that makes you think a little more before you you pull the trigger or you put your knee on the motherfucking neck. Like it need to be. It could be something else, I guess, that uh, could force these officers to to think a little more severe before they make such fatal decisions. So 
you know, anything that leads to to that happening um, and, and adding to the safety of our people, um, you know, I think it should be explored. So, so even, you know, we get that verdict and no matter how you felt, you couldn't feel it for so long because within the hour, mm-hmm. we lost a 16-year-old African-American young woman by the name of Micaiah Bryant in Columbus, Ohio, um, at the hands of a police officer. So it's just like, again, you know what I'm saying? No matter what you felt, like once you got the word of this, another fatal accident, like what what transpired in your brain or your psyche? Like what was you what were you thinking? Um, so when I seen it, I mean, when I first heard it, I seen a video. So the video, they did it and like everything, they did everything in like slow motion. Well, not slow, slow motion, but like at a, a reasonable pace so you could see everything that was going on. And, you know, the story said that, oh, the girl called the police because they was trying to jump her, whatever the case may be. Police pulls up. He pulls up. Everybody wrecking out that joint. And I guess the girl that so-called called the police was like, you know, had a knife, was like trying to stab people. So she was like, like I guess trying to beat the girl up on the ground, trying to stab her. And the in the in the moment, the police like I did like kind of like you know shuffling his feet, like trying to figure out what's going on. Old girl with the knife start going towards another female. So it was like, you know, in my head, I'm like, I think people people may not like this. I think it was justified for what he did. He, it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna let my emotions get into it. But you gotta think about it. If he never acted or made a decision that he made, somebody else's daughter could be like dead. So that's why I look at it as. So people say, "Oh, why he ain't shooting the arm? Why she ain't shooting the foot?" If you know anything about shooting, you shoot the biggest target that you see. Oh, why did he taser? This, this, and that. Sometimes tasering people is not effective. So what would you have wanted him to do? Like she was about to pretty much stab somebody. So you got to meet force with it. So I think it was justified. I don't really think nothing's really going to happen to him because... Oh, I mean, the girl had a knife trying to stab people. So it's like, it's a, like, I think that situation, it was going to either be a lose-lose situation at the end of it. If he didn't act, somebody else's daughter could have got killed. But it just so happened that he trying to protect somebody else, somebody lost their life. I, I kind of think that's like, kind of protecting the servant right there. Like, that's how I see it. You know, you know, it's sad that it had to go down like that, but so. So when I saw the, when I heard the story, I saw the video, but I didn't get the slow version that you got. I got the like real fast version. I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Couldn't really see it. And then maybe a day or so later, 
I, um, I saw like pictures that I guess they had, you know, taken of the video and you could see like the girl um, charging at another girl with the knife, like she was about to stab her. So I just I, like, I don't know, I wasn't there, but just going off the information that I've heard from this story is like, I just have so many questions. Like, I'm assuming that they were at that girl's house, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So me, I feel like if you're scared enough to call the cops to come assist you, why are you outside? If that's your home, why not stay inside until the cops get there, right? Okay, maybe she just, you know, trying to fit herself, not, you know, whatever. Maybe they caught her slipping outside and she couldn't go in the house, whatever. The cops are there. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to understand why she was still charging at the females with the knife after the cops had arrived. Uh, that's that's the thing too like and i don't think that i'm not gonna say what the cop did was justified because i feel like like i know kev you said something about you feel like it's justified and cops are trained to shoot at the biggest target but i feel like i don't really like what you said about that too much because i don't think they should be trained to shoot their biggest target or the biggest whatever part of their body or whatever you were trying to say like I don't think that that should be true because I feel like there are situations where we have you know people have died um by the hands of police and they could have just shot them in their leg as opposed to being shot in their chest I also feel like four shots like I think maybe his gun going off may be justified, but four times, I'm not seeing that as being justified for it to go off four times. I don't know. I feel like that's excessive. I also think, like, maybe he could have used the taser. Maybe he could have shot somewhere else. You know, I, I don't know. Um, that's why it's like, a lot of these situations, as I say to anybody with any situation, it's a slippery slope because it's like, like I said, you know, people have people have said the fact that, oh, he's just shot recklessly. He could have killed the other girl, too. That's a that's a valid point you can say. But at the same time, it was like he he reacted the way. I don't know. Cause you had have, have some police officers like he pretty much did a, like what he was supposed to do, you know. Then you got regular citizens saying like, "Hey, you know, he, he had to kill her." Like, like the 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 thought process was like, you. It's like somebody said, "What if that was your daughter, and you were the instead of being the police, you was a person with the gun, but the girl was trying to stab your daughter." What would you have done? Would you have shot her in the leg just to stop her, or would you have protect that person or that child or your your child? 
that's something somebody else, somebody had put out and pretty much said was like, well, the other person was somebody else's child. Well, I think we have to look at it as another factor. I don't know because I've never seen this happen, but if this were two Caucasian women fighting Hmm. and (laughs) one Caucasian woman had a knife, would this officer still have shot or would he have stepped in front of the knife to try to break it up? You know, because what is like a knife compared to a gun? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're trained properly to, like, um, what they call it, restrain somebody, I feel like if you're a police, you should know different tactics to try to, you know, grab somebody in the appropriate way with a knife. I mean, it it all happened really, really fast. It it happened really fast. But I I don't know. mm. It happened really fast because they had a situation like this before. A police officer had pulled up on a dude they said a dude had a gun or or he had like knives or something and as soon as he hopped like as soon as the police officer hopped out the car the dude ran up on him and he had to make a decision it was like kill or be killed like that's what i'm saying i don't know i i'm i have trouble i'm i have trouble with this one um I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give at the moment until more information comes out. I'm gonna give this cop the benefit of the doubt in regards to race. So I'm not gonna label him a racist or anything like that yet because I need more information on this person to be released. Or I have to find it. I'm not gonna say it hasn't been released. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest and say I haven't searched for it either. So I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt on that regard that this wasn't a race motivated thing right my issue however is the assessment of the situation the fatal decision the multiple shots and if nothing is to happen why is nothing to happen and this is why i think you get back to kind of kevin's point of the defunding of the police conversation so Kevin just said people were saying present a different scenario. If that was if you were the cop with the gun and that was your daughter, what would you have done? Right? Cool. Take that whole situation. But now let's say that you were the cop or you were him, right? So take the cop out of the equation and you made that decision. Do you think nothing would still happen to me? If that was my if I was the parent with the gun and that was my kid that she ran up on with the knife and I shot and killed her. I don't think nothing would happen to me. I think I would still go to fucking jail. Even if I I can defend and say it was just, I still think I'm going to jail. I mean, a lot of, it all depends. Like, okay, so on the- the, I feel like that's different. I think on the civil side, that's different. It's going to come down to the fact that it's like, you know, a lot of things. A lot of things affected like to that. I feel I like it's different. Uh, like I, I kind of get where you. Try, I don't know. I feel like it's different because, for one, this officer was called to this, you know, address this situation. Two, it's like maybe if the girls ran up in a house and they shot them in a in the house, maybe they. I mean, you would. I don't know how that works. You may get some jail time. You may, you get, may not you may because not. they ran up in your house and you defending yourself. 
but you bringing a gun outside to shoot them, I think that might be the you know the tricky situation because I feel like as citizens we're not. It's like certain things like we civil- can't do. Yeah. I guess I'll consider us as like civilians yeah. in that sense, but as civilians, you know, we shouldn't be sitting outside just like. Yeah you know, waving the gun, like, get the fuck or I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> Whereas police officers, you know, they're allowed to have their guns. He was called to address, you know, a, a possible threat. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of, I don't know if we can look at it like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because I, uh, I think once ahead, you man. once you start, like, actually thinking about the situation, and how and having the like logical thoughts about it, I think you start thinking like maybe the cop was right because that's why I said I looked at it like okay, you called the police. Why didn't you just wait and like let the police show up? You out here beating up people. But now y'all having know a knife, having a knife in your hand, like what y'all know that ain't what we do. I know, but 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 bro, listen. With everything going on, why would you try to at least put yourself in that predicament? That's my thing. Cause she's and sixteen. You, and, and see, and that's the. I, I mean, 16, 17, 18, Like you guys, like I don't know. That's why I said like I don't really think anything's gonna happen. She's just out there to just like fighting, and then. But then this is another thing that kind of stood out to me, and I don't know if it's completely accurate or accurate or not. But in the video, I I was hearing that her father, or or maybe this was her foster father, because I heard she was a foster care, was out there as well, and it looked like if he was the guy in the video, it looked like he kicked the girl that was on the ground. Mm-hmm. So. Like, I do get the point that you're 16 and you're young. You're not thinking in the space of, let me stay my ass in the house with something really bad go down. Like, no. At 16, you're not in that space to think like that, especially when you feel threatened. But I feel like your dad is there. An adult is there. Like, I don't know. Somewhere I feel like... I think he should have protected her instead of, like, trying to involve himself in the fight. I, I feel like when the cop when the cop was there, right? I feel like they were both still trying to fight this girl. Yeah. And and instead of you telling your daughter like, bro, okay, Ooh, the cop is here, chill. Yeah. Put your hands down. Like you like I I don't know. I I, I don't know. I can that's I can only go off the information that I've seen or heard so far. I I really don't know all the deets, but at the end of the day, a black life was lost. So rest in peace, prayers to the family, and all of that is it is sad. It's just trying to figure out where we go wrong in some of these situations and how we can like better. I, I don't know. I don't know. Some situations are like not on us at all. Some of them can be completely avoided. Some of them, it can't. Some of it is because of our race. Some of it's not. It, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a slippery slope, like you said. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it's funny that we say something about the, the, the father because somebody had posted it was like, uh, this man, it was like, if you saw the video, you know what I'm talking about. It was like, if this was his daughter, why did he allow it to get to this point as a man? He's saying like, as a man, if that's your daughter, why did you allow it to get to this point? But I, I feel like that's, I feel like that's not proper to say because like, we don't live in that, that one. I mean, I can, I get it in the sense of you would like for every man to be a protector of your child, women, whatever. But if we want to be real about it, that's not the world we live in. You got men that fight women, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm not justifying that. I'm just being realistic here. So like that could if, whether that's his daughter, his foster daughter or whatever, she might run the household. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know the whole situation. I don't know the, 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 the community that they live in and how, and how that is as far as the tension in the community amongst people or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, so I don't know how I'm feeling yet. I, 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 I do believe that I get what you're saying. I get what the, the, the argument would be is that he acted in the, in the situation what he might have felt was best. And this might sound wrong to say too, but I am currently in the mindset of I would much rather you let it play out than to enact your judgment first. Maybe I'm wrong in that, but I feel like there's too many instances in which, again, we suffer or we have a fatality or a situation like this to where hypothetically we're saying, she had a knife. She could have killed the other girl. She also could have not killed the other girl. The other girl could have also ended up running away. Then maybe you could have been in a position to apprehend her. If the dad did kick the other girl on the ground, you could have apprehended and arrested him too. So sometimes I feel like, this might sound wrong to say, but I feel like letting a fatality happen or, or a fatality happening kind of like I guess not, not naturally. That's weird to say. On his own accord, I, sometimes I feel like it's, it's better. If, if you're talking about the focus being on overall, us being able to trust the police force. You know what I'm saying? Some people are going to feel one way, obviously. Some people are going to feel another. But I'm in this space right now, I feel like I would honestly, and it sounds bad, but I would have much rather it have been she stabbed the other girl and then he shot her. That's a little different for me than she charged. I, I, feel like, I feel like at that point, like, there's no point in the policing at that point. If we're going to let fat, fatalities play out, there's no point in the policing. Like, if you're going to kill a, an, an individual first and then I'm going to shoot you, like, there's no point of me being here to try to prevent a death. Like, granted, I guess one death did happen unfortunately but i feel like it's a slippery slope it is it's tricky but i i don't know i just don't agree with letting it play out because if somebody come up roll up in my house you telling me oh let me see how well this bitch can defend herself before i try to get this killer like no shoot that nigga <laughs> to save my life yeah. like yeah i mean eh, 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 eh. And from what Deja says, like a point, kind of like, what if, bro? What if? What if he didn't pull the trigger? 
she ended up killing that girl. I think people would have got on the police ass even more because he did not do nothing to prevent that from happening. That's why I said it's a slippery slope. What if he would? What if he would never like even like deploy like shoot anything? What if he just like it happened? And he just like froze or he like. I think the issue. I think the issue is it's hard for a lot of people to digest and look at it differently. I think is one because of her her race, her age, and then it's also because of her age. I think people think that maybe if it was a grown woman or a grown man, then oh yeah, but you know, since she's younger, then I think people would have spec- expected for that police officer to maybe like just throw himself out there, maybe try to tackle her ass or something. But like I was saying, it did all happen really, really fast as a off. I mean, you, I, I don't know. It's a lot. She didn't look like a small girl. Yeah, she, she looked was, like she, she was pretty, you know, thick. So I don't know if tackling or trying to wrestle with her would have been, you know, I don't know. You don't never wanna... know. The way she was amped up, if he would have went over and tried to tackle her, you never show. she probably wouldn't have tried to stab him. Very so possible. There's a lot of variables to it. The slope is slippery. Like, that's true. I made and. I don't know. I just at this moment, like, I feel like there's so many instances. And I think that's where the big issue comes in at is so many instances that we hear about and we know where we not we don't get a chance to see how it would have went. Um, and I know I get what you're saying. There's like, what's the point if I'm awake? But I'm also in the mindset of there's no guarantee that that would have happened. Everything is a what if. Right. So even if if he if he does shoot and kill, okay, he presented he prevented another death possibly. If he doesn't shoot and kill, maybe we prevent two deaths possibly. It's all like I said, slippery slope. What if? What if? What if? I, I just feel I think more so because I'm thinking of all of the distrustful situations in the past. It leads me to feel like we could have done this differently. But ultimately, I think too, I don't know that neighborhood, right? So I know that community, but I'm looking at it like. Maybe you should have sent more than one officer to answer that call. It was, it was more than one after the fact. Yeah, that's one. But I, I don't know. So, I, I like I said, I would have to hear and see more evidence about the whole totality of it. Again, the ultimate thing is unfortunate. And because it is a situation where you have police officer, white police officer, young African-American woman, th- that's going to automatically draw the ire of the of the eye a little bit but i'm not going to say oh dude was racist or nothing like that i don't i don't i don't i'm hoping that that wasn't the case um i just feel like it, it's a lot to digest especially at the time frame in which it happened when it's like off the heels of a verdict that everyone was hoping that we would get um so it's awesome you know it's just unfortunate man um and again i, I don't really know like it's I think it's just people got to take the right time for themselves to process and digest and figure out how they feel. Um, but at the end of the day, there's still change that needs to, that needs to happen from all of this. So um, hopefully we get to that point, you know what I'm saying, sooner rather than later. Because um, it's, it's becoming too much to look at all the time. You know what I'm saying? So I think this one, that's not funny. Sorry, let me backtrack. I think this case is a little more clear cut, though. Um, <laughs> in the situation of the killing of Dante Wright. Uh, where was we at? In Minnesota? It was still in Minnesota. Minnesota. Right? Minnesota. So I, 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 
think we're a little more in unison on this one. But again, you know, thoughts on the situation, uh, what you what you think the outcome or the, or the process should be going forward with this case. Um, you know, how did, how does this one make you think about everything? Go you good, bro. Oh, and I'll go on y'all. No, no, you good. Um with the that that situation, um she she's gonna get in trouble. Like some like even if it's manslaughter, she's going to jail for something. Because for one, you've been in the police force for 26 years. Two, you're a trainer. You're like one of the heads of the training in the Florida police. Three, you should know your firearm is on your dominant side and your taser is on your non-dominant side. That's it. You talking about you made a mistake. Oh, nah, you ain't making a mistake. That's, ne- that's negligence right there. You should know 26 years and you don't know the taser from your handgun. Nah, you knew what I'm not gonna say she knew what she was doing, but like that was like the first, the first, the that's what it was her first thought. Grab a gun, he's trying to get away. Grab a gun, like, like, no, nah. I feel like she knew what she was doing, she knew what she was doing. That's what I'm saying. So, because even, even before you get to differentiating between handgun and taser. You just said, and I heard I heard this too, or I, I've learned this too. The handgun goes on your dominant side, right? Taser goes yeah. on less dominant. Yeah, you're non-dominant. Yeah. All of a sudden today, bitch, you became another handed. Like yeah. Back how? Like I'm I'm left-handed. So I know my strap on my left. There's no way after all my life of being left-handed and 26 years on the job of knowing that that's where my Glock at. Today of all days, nigga, I'm right-handed. Like, what? Like, you knew what you was doing. Before you even get anything past that, how, what, you know what I'm saying? What, when you woke up this morning, you brushed your teeth with what hand? Your strong hand? You washed your ass with what hand? Your strong hand? How often do you do that every day? Okay, so why did you think that shit was switched? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't even make sense. Like, it don't. I don't understand that. Like, I don't even know why you would even like the thing is what I felt from now on is like that's such the first cop out, right? That's like that's like the first cop out. But it's like you really thought that that was gonna fly with your history. You know what I'm saying? You've been on the force for 26 years, and that was that was what you decided to blame it on. Like, oh my not- gosh, I thought so, like, it was my taser. Like- outside of you know the the end result, I guess, of the that incident. How do y'all feel about how everything else played out? Like from the stops to, um, cause I don't really know exactly what was the reason behind the stop. I just. Uh, registration, you know how like everybody's registration is like backed up and like uh, passed due or whatever. It was like one of those situations. And then it was like, oh, you know, you know, I guess he, he had a warrant, like a warrant for like something. Uh, I guess he had Mr. Courtney, something like that. So 
it was like that. And he, I guess he was like kind of like resisting and he all back in the car. So they just, she just pulled her gun and just shot him. So that's how I don't like, he called his mom was like, Hey, what's the updated insurance or registration? Woo, this, this and that. Um, you know, she got on the phone with the police officer. He was talking about the whole situation. Then he ran his driver's license, and then that's how I got to that point. The mother talked to the police officer? I didn't. Well, he had called his mom and was asking about it because he like, was looking for it because it wasn't updated or some shit. So that's how it led to her pulling her gun instead of her taser. What and I, then the I mean, funny thing, the, I'm not going to say the funny thing about the situation, but the, the, it's crazy how after she did it, she was like, oh, my gosh, I shot him. I thought I, I, I thought I meant to tase him. Like, no, it's even police officers. She fucked up. Right. And her 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 coworker was just standing there like, bro, like, how do you, like, get that mixed up? Because you don't. <laughs> but then you have, you know, you got other police officers coming out saying, like, yeah. She fucked up because she fucked up. You should know. So she realized she fucked up. She this is how I processed it. And again, I don't know Shorty. Don't have to, don't want to. Um traffic stop, legit. You know, that that's what that's what they do. We know they commonly do that. You could be riding the speed limit, but they look at you. They profile, they run your shit. If it's something ain't right, they pull you over. Or they pull you over, then run your shit to hopefully catch you on some shit. So, okay, cool. We take that. I think, for me, I think when they ran his license or his 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 registration or whatever, and it came back that it was a warrant on his name, her, her antennas went the fuck up. That this is a potential. Now, all of a sudden, I've seen him up close, you know, young black dude, whatever, whatever. Look how, let that play how you want to. Um, he got a warrant. Okay, all shit. Antennas go up. Now, now I'm Glock handed. I'm, you know, first I was taser handed. Now I'm Glock handed because now I feel like it's, it's a threat. Even if it's not a threat, I feel like it's a threat. And I think that, you know, she anticipated his actions before even assessing what was realistic or possible. And she fucked up. I think she she acted out of what she thought was going to be a, a case with a young African American man, um, which we kind of you know already could see that in that area is not the most pleasant place to be for African American men. Um, so I just felt like she she acted on something that she thought was going to be a situation that wasn't, and she realized she fucked up, and that's why she automatically oh I thought it was my taser. No, bitch, you didn't. You just fucked up. And then if it's true, she tried to resign. No, she she did. Uh, well, she didn't resign. Before. She resigned like a she couple resigned, of days. She resigned, but it got rejected. And I think in Minnesota, like, if you retire or resign or some shit, you get your pension. Something, her pension was tied into her resignation. And her resignation got denied from what, if I, if that was the truth of what I've read. Yeah. So I have a question. I'm just because I'm not like super educated on this, but so if you did get pulled over, like because I know I've gotten pulled over for like dead tags or whatever the case, but 
um, when you get pulled over, if you have a warrant out for your arrest, is it like protocol for an officer to arrest you? I believe so. Um, I've never had a warrant for my arrest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have a warrant, that's like you, like you got to go in for whatever you, yeah. you got in trouble for. Say like how so people them asking him to get out the car, or whatever, like that was. Yeah, yeah standard. That's, that's that's standard. Like, hey, uh, normally they're like, oh, hey, such and such, um, you know, stop by the car, you know, can you come back in with me? And then you know, normally, oh, what's going on, officer? This, this, and that. Oh, you got worn out for your arrest. They normally put you in handcuffs. So he probably like worn out for my arrest. Well, I ain't going to jail or, you know, well, I got, you know, type of deal. And I got to see how back in the car. And that's when. And again, correct me if y'all know better than me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Just because there's a warrant out for your arrest don't mean you fucking know. Exactly. So dude probably didn't even know right. that there was a warrant out for his arrest. You know what I'm saying? If he missed the court date, that could that could go back to a lot of different shit. You you ain't check the mail. Your lawyer ain't let you know. You know what I'm saying? There's so many reasons why you can have a warrant on your arrest for your arrest and you don't know. Same thing, even just like regular driving. Your 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 registration could be flagged, and you don't necessarily know it. Right. Oh, because you forgot to pay a ticket. Or you know what I'm saying? So it's like he might not have even known what she knew. He might not even have the information that she had. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, I personally feel like, like I said, she, they ran registration and license, whatever that popped up attached. And I think that based off her perception of how he presented himself or how he looked, she, she got a little more, she got a little more uh, fear, fearing of the situation. And I just think ultimately she anticipated it was going to go one way. It didn't go that way. And she made a fatal decision that probably ruined her life yeah and unfortunately took took the took his life and the um the, the 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 part that i think was funny was the fact that the uh the chief of police like resigned after that i think it was like more like bro y'all fucking up out here and i'm done like i don't want no parts of with it and stuff like that like when she had like when she had resigned or whatever like he resigned the same time it was like you you messing it up for us. Now I got to go deal with these people. I'm tired of dealing with these people. I'm out. Yeah, so I'm, I, I don't know. I just, I think, you know, <clears throat> our community's distrust in police officers, I feel like it forces us to react differently. I feel like I wish we didn't because I think that um, if we didn't have this distrust, then we wouldn't feel like we would have to run or try to do things on our own um, in efforts to like save our life, which like, I feel like in most situations, it always turns out that we end up, you know, dead because of it or not because of it, but because we're in that situation. Um, I think if we, if it wasn't a lot of this stuff going on with officers killing young black people, um, I think that 
if stopped by the police, one, we wouldn't be so fearful. Two, if, you know, having to be arrested, maybe we wouldn't fight and, you know, I don't want to say promote a situation to where an officer feels like they have to pull out their gun or whatever, but maybe it wouldn't level, get up to that level of doing that. Um, But I do understand since we're in kind of like in this climate, it's kind of like your brain is kind of like a fight or flight type of situation. So I looked at, at first I was kind of like, bruh. Like, how could this have been avoided? But then I was kind of thinking, like, I turned my social worker brain on, and I'm like, okay, fight or flight, like, given the climate that we're kind of in, you know, his response was to go, to get. Because maybe he didn't understand. Maybe the officers, I, I don't know what was said, you know, during the stop, but maybe the officers didn't explain, oh, you have a warrant for this, this, and that whatever case, we just got to bring you in, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I don't fully know the situation. Um, yeah, I, I think that, like, you're right, it's, it's so much distrust that you don't, and, I, and again, I can't speak for all of these, you know, these individual situations, but I know for me, so I can speak for myself. There's so much distrust right now in everything that, excuse me, has transpired over the last, I mean, ever, but especially the last, what, year and a half, um, it makes it very hard to have faith in that force. Like, so even, you know, again, all all unfortunate, right? So even in a traffic stop, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know me, even right now, like, if I got pulled over right now, I'm, I'm on 10, like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? And if it's a bad day and you you holding me up further and now you're trying to tell me I got, you know what I'm saying, it's a warrant for my arrest or some type of shit, I'm going to be irrational, emotional. But then it's like, I got to check it because I don't want them to, you know what I'm saying? It's just so, it's just so much. So like even, even the case of, you know, the young lady who somebody comes, I'm assuming, to her home trying to jump her and you call for help. And it's just a distrusting, like, is that the best thing to do? Like, should I call the police for help? It's just so many, it's just, it's a, it's a lot that, you know what I'm saying? We've suffered through as a community to where it's just like, you really don't know how, how to act in those moments. And I think that a big thing that could happen to alleviate that stress would be not the defunding of the police, but the reallocation of funds to focus more <laughs> so on, um, you know, community-specific uh, trainings, right? Because every community is different. And having community-relatable officers to come in, because like they said, maybe in that instance, you know what I'm saying? Maybe if that's a, a, a young Black, not even young Black, but a, a Black cop, or just a little more uh, uh, person who's a little better well-versed at speaking, to explain, hey, you know, okay, we pulled you over because of this, we ran this, there's a warrant out for your arrest. So at this point, you know, we have to take you in. It's protocol, boom, boom. Like you said, maybe that helps lessen it. You know, maybe he say, can I call my mom? You know what I mean? And then again, I get it though, because this goes back to day what you were saying about who's to say that he won't fake like he's doing that and then jump in and try to speed off. You know what I mean? It's just so much that could happen 
where I feel like, like you guys said, and I have to agree, um, it's a slippery slope. Um, but, you know, it, it's just a lot to process in this time. And it's like, you you don't get a break from it. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, I don't know. That's just, it's just a lot. It's, it's truly a lot. It is. Well, I think it's, um, I think one thing we can, I think the black community can start, we need to start doing is, I think we need to stop being so triggered when something happens so fast. So I'm being so quick to be triggered instead of like taking a step back, analyzing what happened and saying like, all right, uh, right or wrong. Like, I think we need to get back to being right or wrong and not being so quick to be sensitive about the situation. Yeah, I think that's hard, bro. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's going to be hard, but I think if we start thinking rationally and being logical about things, I think we will be a lot better at understanding situations because we're so quick to say oh they killed another black person Woo, this isn't and that and just going off the rails you know put you know black lives matter you know protests you know you know tearing shit up i think we need to stop that and instead of tearing shit up let's go back to like previous episodes instead of us tearing shit up we need to be going tear up the uh, uh, our state and local reps tear their asses up. Those are gonna be the ones that's gonna make these changes that we want. Instead of tearing up our cities, our neighborhoods, and stuff like that, that's what we need to do collectively. And I I get that a hundred percent. I think the I think the the issue with that is whether whether it is each situation is different and maybe one is justified or, or versus the other. What we can, I think we can all mostly agree on though, is that it doesn't happen this way to the other race. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why people can't necessarily take that step back and think a little more rational because rationale doesn't seem to come into play when you're white. So I think that that's a big piece of why, you know, I, I feel like we're so, in this regard, I feel like we're, we're more connected maybe than ever um, as far as our, our sensitivity to these, these situations. And a lot of it is because we have some situations that are built, built upon racial intent or racial, um, you know what I mean, tension. And then we have other ones where it's like, even if that was just, right? Because they, I think you presented that way, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, would it have happened that way if the two girls or the three girls in a in confrontation were white? Speculation goes for us to automatically say, nope. Hell no. You know what I mean? So I think that because we tend to be in these situations far more frequently than our counterparts, I think that's why it's hard for a lot of Blacks, African-Americans, to like you say, kind of look at it on the on the strength of case by case, you know what I'm saying, and, and not rush to that that emotion because again, I, for the most part, it's like we don't we don't see that, you know what I'm saying, with with white people. Like you know, we can go back to all these mass shooters who be white 
they be getting locked up, walked in, walked, walked into the squat car. Little 17-year-old little Dylan, whatever his name was, they gave that motherfucker a bottle of water and told him thank you. So, so that I think that's a big I know for me at least, and I don't even try to speak for everybody because I can't do that. But I think that's a big reason why it's like you get so sensitive so quick because and maybe maybe it's happening and we now hear about it, you know. Maybe the media ain't telling us about it, but we just don't see those moments where officers kill white people in these situations at the same rate. So I think that that's what kind of loses, you know, the appeal or the 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 chance for us to not get sensitive so quick. But I do agree that, you know, it it would be better as far as making corrective changes um, if we could operate under that, under that pretense. But I just, I know, I think it takes, it's going to take a lot of time before we can do that collectively. Yeah. So this is what I want to uh, put out. All right, so since uh, 2021. All right, so uh, 2021 fatal police shootings, all right? This is from January 1st to April 12th. Where is this from? This is on Fox News. Uh, I'm going to get the exact website, but they posted, right? Uh, Black people that have been fatally shot, 52 and three were actually unarmed. For white people, it was 109, and only five of them was unarmed. So, but kind of you got kind of look at it since we're like kind of minorities, then the numbers may be kind of like the percentage may be kind of the same, just the fact that there's more white people than black people. So just because of 52 people shot and killed, you two they are 109. It's kind of like it happens, you know what I mean? But for what's going on and for what the dude Marshall Ray says, it's like it's not a race thing, but it's like the same thing has how they push the black on black crime or the the crack uh the cracker is like now is like in the white communities it's meth. It's opioids. So it was like, it's coming around full circle, but it's more, like, they're more protective of the white community than the black community. So just because only 52 people actually died from the police in the black community, you know, regardless, I think it's kind of like, that's why I said kind of these take before we react, instead of us taking a step forward to the situation, maybe take a step back and look, analyze, and then react to it, so. Well, regardless of how many black people police kill, I really don't care about that. I just feel like it's a lot of times the way they go about handling people I guess in general is mm-hmm. it's not like justified so they need to change that shit all together I don't care if you kill 50% more white people than black people still it needs to be dealt with it needs to be addressed yeah and so Kev being in the military tell me because I thought this in your in your training what is like the driving force of 
how you react to something like is is it okay so better question are you trained to react out of fear uh so military we are taught to we can't so in the military we can't engage a target until we are given orders to because it's it was like i guess you know, years and years and years before I was in the military, I guess there were situations where, you know, you know, military personnel was just out shooting and not understanding or not seeing or assessing the target, you know, where they was having mass casualties, where they was killing kids, women and stuff like that who didn't have nothing to do with it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. The rules of engagement in the military is completely different from being a police officer, which I do not understand whatsoever. Because it's like being a police officer, you shoot first and just figure this shit out later. Whereas military was like, oh, they shooting. Wait, where they coming from? Do you see them? How many? You know, it's like a whole assessment to it. And, you know. And, and so, like, and I asked that because I felt, I felt that, like, in a lot of these explanations that we get, there's a lot of that fear element that comes out. I fear for my life. I fear for my life. I fear for my life. And that's the thing. It's like, if you fear for your life so quickly, or you fear for your life without even knowing what's going on, then that's an issue. Like, just because... You know, you tell somebody put their hands up and they put their hands up and something black in their hand, you automatically think it's a gun. You just start shooting them like, bro, it's a phone, dummy. Now you in trouble for doing that. So I think if they incorporate some of the things from the military, it don't have to be so, you know, oh, don't shoot unless you're being shot at. I mean, I think situations like that too, that don't shoot somebody unless you're being shot at. If they start shooting at you, all right, fire on their ass. But if it's like, all right, you know, that person, he he's walking down the street, you know, trying to put his hands up, the hands up, use some type, I know they try, they do all kinds of training, like, just, you know, have two people walk up there, one guy, you know, covering the other guy, you know, the other guy may have his gun drawn, but he's not shooting. The other guy is going to go up there, pat him down, put handcuffs on him, and be like that. But you can do you can do things a lot of different ways. So, but I don't know. It's a new wave of police, I guess. Right. I mean, I, I agree with Dave. Like their, their handling of people, their handling of situations seems to be what's out of touch, outdated, under undervalued, under under preached, under taught, whatever you want to call it. So, um, you know, I. I thought of that earlier and I felt like, you know, we keep, we get that excuse a lot about fear for my life, fear for my life. Well, like how, how are you allowed to be in the field? Like you should be behind somebody's desk if that's your response. So like you said, so quick, you know what I'm saying? So quick to say, oh, I thought I was going to die. Like what? Like you just got here, dude. Like, yeah. did you, did you reassess, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and I feel like, and so I know there's a comment, um, on social media too, there was like teachers break up fights all the time, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying. And I, and I, 
and maybe it's different. I don't know, but I, I just feel like if you're gonna, if you, I feel like to a certain extent, if you take on a job, you, you gotta understand the the possibilities or the dangers of that job, and your psyche while working in that job cannot be out of fear. Like I, I just feel like I feel like that's why we get into a lot of instances in which we do because. You know, as you know, they hire pretty much anybody that wants to be a cop and, and can pass some tests. They don't give a whole, whole lot of training. And people are out here with no, with no experience to be able to be in these positions to have such a responsibility of human life in their hands, and they just don't know how to handle it. And so, um, you know, ultimately, I feel like that's everything, like you said. That's a lot of stuff that needs to get addressed with that, changed with that. Hopefully we, we're starting to see a push in that direction. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, because it, it, just, it has to improve. You know what I'm saying? It has to improve. We, no one should be fearful of not being able to police for help um, when shit go left. Like you should be able to feel comfortable enough to say they're here to help. They're here to make the situation better or ease the tension or whatever. But as of right now, you know, in the African-American community, most of us ain't thinking like that when you say the police. So um, that that's something that you know. Hopefully, we can we can see change sooner rather than later. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it's just tough right now. Um, I hope things change. Uh, I'm just looking forward to like to see what kind of happens next but with everything going on with the government it's like I don't things things are going to be completely different because it's like everything's moving to the right so much it's like they the, that's one thing I don't like about the Democrats because we're, we're I'm not going to say we I'm, I'm kind of not even a Democrat no more I'm kind of leaning towards being an independent now but they're making things so weak and soft to the point that it's like you can't do nothing. Everything's wrong. So that's all I am. Yeah, well, you know, it is. I, I say to my students all the time, we talk about like politics and all this type of stuff. It is what it is right now. All we could do, like you said, pray for the best, but keep the energy on. Like you said, we got to do better at educating ourselves on these elected officials mm -hmm. who we put in position of power to make decisions on our behalf. Yeah. Um, and I do feel that that's been something that's been stressed more so than never. Um, and I think that that's a positive thing that we have been able to immobilize on and put our resources into um so again you know I, I anticipate and i hope that as a community we continue to do those things um and ultimately one day don't know when that day will come but ultimately one day i feel like we'll be better for it um and, and we'll see a change you know what I'm saying? And we'll be able to live our lives hopefully a little more freely because I think we all not think, I know, I know we all deserve it. So praying for that every day. <laughs> oh.
But, you know, it's always one of the things where you got to take a moment and, and talk serious for a second. You know, whether you agree or disagree, it's all love and respect. And it's just a matter of getting those different perspectives out there and to challenge yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, not to react so much, but to think about everything and then mm-hmm. that decision going forward. So it's always a great time. We can do that. Um, you know what I'm saying? Different perspective, different viewpoints. So, again, for, first and foremost, most importantly, rest in peace to all the law, lives that we've lost. Um, and prayers to their family for their for their sanity for their for their well being, um, and let's pray for a better a better day so we don't have to go through this too much more. All right, so from the fam here, super good. We appreciate y'all, and we will talk back to y'all at a later date. Super good. Y'all, I'm getting ready to put y'all up on something, man. Yo, when you see something ill. You know what I mean? That shit is woke. woke. Anything ill you see is woke. Uh-huh. Nigga have a big six at the curb. That's woke. Okay. Especially if he got the fully equipped kid on it. It's woke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo. I had this bad bitch in town. She was woke. Had me fucked up in the head. I mean, woke. Bought the fish, diamonds, and pearls. I mean, woke. Should've seen them shit shining on the wrist. Whoa. Now money ain't a problem. See, my dough is like, Whoa. Pulled out my bankroll on y'all niggas like, Whoa. Lost the boot shrimp from two tenths like, Saggy wanna peep my blueprints. I'm like, Whoa. Had to hit the brakes on y'all niggas like, Whoa. Niggas getting both on my block like, Whoa. Coming home within a half an hour like, Front like they had the manpower like, Whoa. More or less. More so, I rip guitar so, I live the fast life Come through in the park slow like whoa My niggas, like dough, like dro, nitro, my flow, nice clothes like whoa East pain with cocaine like whoa Now I'm Doc Strange in the range like whoa Hundred miles an hour switching lanes like whoa Plus I'm getting brain from this chick like whoa Finger near nigga asshole like whoa Team floors, bitches and bitches like whoa Nine nine tag bins poop like whoa. Keep them cheese lines on your blocks like whoa. Grenade through your window, bitch like whoa. Love to see me do this shit like whoa. Niggas put me through this shit like whoa. So I'ma go toe to toe, blow for blow like whoa. And whip guitar soul, live the fast life. Come through in the ball slow like whoa. My niggas like dough, like dro, nitro, my flow, nice clothes like whoa. We bag it, then flip it like whoa. Cause we jack it, then strip it like whoa. Fully equip it, front the back like whoa. Spitting on fiends that come for crack like whoa. Asking for shorts and shit, nigga, like whoa. Half on this quote, now nigga, that's whoa. Flow so properly, you'll see I'm whoa. Ain't no stopping me, I'm deep like whoa. Guns be popping, be we creep like whoa. Hear my name in these streets, it's like whoa. Must I pound the concrete like whoa? Fill his bitch ass, head to feet like whoa. Your man ain't whoa. The judge ain't whoa. COs ain't whoa. POs ain't whoa. Play yourself, I get the GI Joe. K Riders ain't whoa. I rip guitar soul, live the fast life. Come through in the ball slow like whoa. My niggas, like dough, like tro, nitro, my flow, nice clothes, like whoa. Niggas getting money in VA is whoa. Honey's looking right in ATL is whoa. Niggas flipping homes in Shot Town is whoa. Bitches taking paper in LA is whoa. Niggas stacking dough in DC is whoa. Beyond DR, hold me down like whoa. Ballers in Detroit, hold me down like whoa. Niggas in New Orleans getting money is 
Whoa. Boston and Jersey motherfuckers is Whoa. Whoa. Florida niggas and Philly niggas is Whoa. Whoa. Tampa and Texas, Cleveland is Whoa. Whoa. Memphis and Lil' Rock, my niggas is Whoa. Whoa. Panama niggas, they hold me down like Whoa. Whoa. My New York peoples, they hold me down like Whoa. Bad boy nigga, what is wrong we woke? Alumni bitches, what is wrong we woke? And CSC, motherfuckers is woke. My nigga fuck out, what is wrong he woke? That's just how the story goes. Whoever I forgot on this shit is.